needs more salt. Hello and welcome to the Super Salty Podcast with me, Neil Estorari, and my co-host. Max Wallace, where is he? He's right here, and he's also in this, what are we, the second episode of season two. Yes. Which we are calling, I don't even know how we're, the, the naming number. Until I get I fed up remembering that it's season two, episode two, and I just cram everything back into one season and call it episode 20 or whatever it is. Hello, this is the Super Salty Podcast. Today we just talk. We just like to talk about something a bit more real life. Um, okay. Coronavirus, yeah. Max, which I'm oh, not scared of no. dying of because I'm a f- relatively fit human being with no health problems, and the chances of it killing you are quite slim. But obviously, you don't want a sickness that could kill you any percentage. However, I just don't want to get sick. It's the truth. I'm a little crybaby about being sick. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I think it's because evolutionary, I am not meant for this climate, and my immune system is just pathetic here. And everyone, I'm really conscious of the way people like wi- like wipe their noses and stuff. I'm like, so basically, you're gonna wipe your nose, and then you're gonna turn it around and get all that snot on your fingers, and then you'll turn it around again and put it back on your face. Good job, good job, people. I used to be on the other end of. Um... I guess that that way of thinking in terms of germs and stuff. I used to be like extra. I don't care, but it's definitely flip flopping around, especially with. Uh, um, I'm I'm pointing I'm pointing to a cat right now. This guy in my house. Um, I feel like I'm washing my hands a lot more. And uh, yeah, I have. I'm the kind of person now, dude. I have hand sanitizer on my keychain. How ridiculous is that? God damn, you extra. Yeah, so I want yeah. to see birds of prey this weekend but a couple things sort of ruined that plan the third case of coronavirus has been found in brighton which is very close to where i live and obviously the cinema would be in brighton and i don't look if there's a city in the uk where people are spitting in each other's mouths it's brighton and i don't want to i don't want to be around people and I don't want to get sick, really. But the other big reason, like, it was, like, half the reason we didn't go. But the biggest reason is Storm Kiara is just wreaking havoc across the entire country. So this is the storm that Britain is subject to right now. And it was just a bit windy. And it was a bit of a nuisance. Us British people always chasing our bins down the street because they're wheeling off down the street. And the lids are flapping. And we're going outside and putting bricks on the goddamn lids. And the, the the worst part, honestly, is that when it's really windy, the bins slam against the house. <laughs> and make oh, a yeah, that's cool. Noise. Um, Hearing a literal bump in the night. Don't you love the feeling safe? It's my favorite. <laughs> um, but then, basically, it was just kind of windy for, like, quite a lot of the day. And then all of a sudden, for, like, five minutes straight, it was like a hurricane. And we were like, what the fuck? And then it just stopped. <laughs> and now it's just a little yeah. bit windy again. But the, the, the We had um Oh sorry, go on. It was probably like hundred miles an hour winds for like five minutes and then just it just stopped. It just was clear again. <laughs> we we had a storm uh pretty similar to that uh in this area. So um there's a golf course uh within like a I don't know, it's like ten miles from my house, maybe less. Um so 
it was the past year they had this storm. I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's called like a micro something, like a micro surge or some kind of a like a it was like a flash kind of storm. And so it was a 10 minute span and um, it was around 60 or 70 trees were uprooted. And like basically the cleanup shut the golf course down for like hmm. almost a year basically, from a 10 minute storm. Yeah, some some freaking <laughs> some freaking like it was only just where I lived. I, I We got it like from full blast for a very short period of time. I think some people are getting it worse for longer. Obviously, some places are flooded. Um, some trees are falling into roads. Some schools are shut down because their roofs are blowing off. <laughs> um, so, yeah, all in all, that. I didn't really get that bad of a deal, really. Um, but, yeah. It's interesting to see what uh, global warming is, is doing. Yeah. We, uh, I live in West Virginia, uh, known for our mountains, um, I've never heard or been near a tornado almost my entire 27-year life, but there was a tornado last year. Apparently there was a tornado yeah. very recently, as in, like, during the storm, just just out of nowhere, just very small and sudden, and then it just stopped. This tends to happen here. There's, like, a bit of a tornado, and then it just kind of stops. <laughs> I uh, I work in news, and so, you know, the next day I was out there going to, to properties, people who had called in and know our station and were like, hey, do you want to see the damage at my at my place? There were there were areas with like sections of the sidewalk like torn up, um, like trees trees that like were definitely a hundred years old, like uprooted, like crazy shit. And stuff I like never seen anything like that in this area uh, ever. That's and so insane. that was pretty wild to see firsthand and have this person explain to me like yeah we were just like barbecuing on the back porch and um which is weird that barbecue is a verb sometimes and we uh from the time that we noticed something was wrong to running around the house there was like shit flying everywhere i was like oh that's that's horrifying we've never had like tornado like you see in the movies nothing like that nothing quite like a sharknado but However, no, yeah, the other no, time no. it was windy, there was a cat shark that blew up from the sea, or uh, maybe it got beached. It was small. It was like less. It was about fifty centimeters long. Uh, maybe a seagull picked it up and dropped it. But there was just a cat shark outside my house on the road, and that was weird. And I, I actually looked into like, can you cook cat shark? And you can, but the the problem is, okay, it's my version of roadkill. <laughs> Things that fly out the sea and onto my f- freaking front garden. Um, so are, are catfish and cat sharks different? Is it a bigger catfish or are we just no, different words, same name, different countries? It's just they're completely different things. Okay. Yeah, a, a catfish. I have it, a keyboard. You wait, know, I can, wait. I can make this Am work. I wrong? Cat shark. I don't know. Catfish is a pretty common fish in this area. Um... I, they, I guess they're different. Yeah, that's different. That's not a catfish. Okay. Yeah, I, it was definitely a cat right. shark. It kind of looked okay. like one, but I wasn't really sure until I like Googled like it. Uh, like, yeah, that's one of them. They're the bottom feeder looking sharks. The, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure they're harmless. Yeah. Correctly. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it was We've def- had some mini little guys like that in our fish tank when I was younger. They clean the algae off of our tank. Thank you. That's cool. We called them sucker fish. Sucker with two C's. Did I ever tell you when I was small, my, my, my dad told me that the fish that we got ran away. And <laughs> I was like, it's actually plausible because we live near the sea. So, and I had loads of questions. Like, so it like flopped all the way down there and across the road. And he was like, yeah. And then like flopped up the stairs. And he was like, yeah. And then flopped 
all the way down to the pebbles and into the sea and he was like yeah and i was like how did it breathe and it was like he was like it was raining i was like checks out <laughs> Right, cool. No more. Uh, this line of questioning has come to an end. Now I saw him throw on his trilby, pick up his briefcase, and he got the fuck out of there. So see ya. He had a business meeting. He's he, he your fish went out to get cigarettes. Is what he was saying to you. Wow. Except he didn't because I was too young <laughs> to know about smoking. But honestly, the thing is though, I had had a death in the family before uh, this, so. It wasn't really a big deal, and I would definitely be able to handle it, but it was like, no, it ran away. Right, you were perfectly introduced to the concept of death, but yeah. even then, your fish ran away. Yeah. God. Strange Weird. family. Uh-huh. Yeah. You have been playing Simpsons Hit and Run. Yeah, yeah. Which is I, a uh, killer game. God, I love that game. I sometimes enjoy it more than... I mean, depending on the mood, I can be more into the mood for that than like Grand Theft Auto. Even though it's definitely borrowing hmm. Grand Theft Auto style for sure, um, man, it's just so uh, it's so rich with a, with an atmosphere. The jokes good, uh, feels good to play. Um, but I don't know. So I, I I picked it up originally because I found that there was a PC version just going around. Like, hey, it's like for just download and install this. It's an it's an abandoned wear. Like they don't even sell it anywhere. You have to get it on eBay. So. Someone just uploaded the, the game on PC. Uh, I've, I played for a little while. I was still in like the first area, the neighborhood area, and uh, I was having problems. Like textures weren't loading. It was being weird. So I scoured the internet and somehow, um, and not through BitTorrent, found the GameCube version and emulated it on one of the best emulators of all time, Dolphin. Don't tell and Nintendo. Shit. Oh, I Nintend won't. <laughs> and it ran it runs awesome it's so good um did, by the way did you notice that i don't know if you ever were was like big into uh emulating games but um for a little bit suddenly out of nowhere nintendo sent cease and desists to every like all the main emulator sites like yeah like yeah emu paradise cool roms like yeah. all that shit just they, they did it they they pretty wild. they do that yeah. they do that you run a big risk there was a guy who remade um ah oh, which mario game was it i think it was the mario well, there was an unreal engine super mario 64 that i saw that's exactly that, that got cease and desist there was a yeah. bunch of stuff like that there were awesome awesome innovative fan games that nintendo's like yeah fuck you yep and uh, just gone amen um did you see um did you see the original mario modded to be a battle royale that was no. crazy oh my god okay so someone programmed a version of the original mario so like the mario that came with duck hunt that one um to be online and a uh, hundred people join the game at the same time and are in world one one at the same time and you interact with each other like you can jump on each other and shit it's pretty crazy I, I, I think you can interact. And so the point of that game is to be the last person um, surviving. So, you know, if you just stand there, you die. So you got to progress and go through level, you know, go to level one, two, one, three, et cetera. And, uh, you know, if, you're the fir- if you get the furthest or, or you get to the end first, you win. And it was like super popular. Uh, the developer made a video on YouTube about it. Um, and that that video itself was super popular, which is it's like such a cool idea. 
and then uh, it was just gone really quickly. And uh, I think that's the thing with Nintendo. I understand if you if you want to um, if you have an idea, you don't want someone else mm-hmm. doing it with your IP. Like you own your IP, sure. Yeah. But Nintendo doesn't ever offer a um, an alternative, and and they are they are especially bad about that. This is kind of tan- tangential, um, but I've seen it time and time again with their music. Um, they will like not let you cover even do covers of their music and make any money from it. But then they don't ever put any of their soundtracks to bu- up for purchase anywhere. You can't, you can't like go get the soundtrack for Super Mario Odyssey anywhere. You're, like that's weird. And so people that are like, strange. Well, so if you want to listen to it on Spotify, you'd think, oh, I just listen to someone do a cover of it. Well, no, you can't do that either. So they don't allow it. So you just can't listen to Nintendo music. I think someone made a video about game. this. That's that stupid. It's, it's really difficult to. It's it's even difficult to preserve them because you can't find them outside the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like just can you can you let the fans love you like please? <laughs> they have they have in house one of the best composers of all time, Koji Kondo. I have gone full three sixty on no one eighty three sixty. You end up in the same place. Full one eighty on Animal Crossing because I knew that like if I let myself have a little taste. I wouldn't be able to stop. And I looked at Animal Crossing gameplay for the uh, the new Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and I was like, great, now I'm buying this. <laughs> so yeah. that happened. Oh, yeah. I want to go back to it something, is, uh, actually. Um, Simpsons, absolutely. Simpsons Hit and Run. Um, I got my girlfriend to buy me a PlayStation 2 for Christmas because Fuck yeah. I had my old PS2 Simpsons Hit and Run I played it for a bit, and it was very nostalgic. I also feel like you remember things a little bit better than they actually were. <laughs> it's a very clunky game to play. <laughs> sure, but like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's they didn't have. I don't feel like they had the uh, the 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 sort of uh, uh, button layouts and mm. conventions and mechanics that were made standard sort of till after that. Mm. Um, but I don't know. It still kind of stands up it's on its own. Fun. Um, the pacing's good. So one of my favorite things about it too is that the levels are like pretty unique from each other, and you don't have to spend a ton of time in each one. Um, so you you have like your main storyline missions basically, and they sort of guide you through that naturally. You complete one, it basically tells you instantly like go to Homer's house, and that's where the next mission starts. Um, but on the way, you'll see people standing there with a, with an icon that says hey there's a race here or this is an extra side mission uh you know and you get rewarded for those things you might unlock a car that's faster than the ones you have if you just do the side mission you didn't even realize you would get that as a as a reward you're like well i'm glad i did that side mission um and by the time it lets you go to the next area you've really only completed about it gives you a percentage only about 50 percent of that level so it doesn't make you spend a shitload of time in each level. You can move on and experience new stuff if you want, or go back, complete some more side quests. So you can. It's refreshing to like be different people, and 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 you get a different car every level too because you're a different character. You're Homer Simpson in the first one. You have the pink family sedan. It's pretty standard. It's like it's pretty you know baseline all around. But then you go to the area area two. You get the honor roller with Bart. That car is fast as fuck. The handling's weird, but it's very fast. Third level, 
Lisa Simpson. You get her like little. It's like a like a Barbie kind of. What you call it? Like a uh, convertible kind of car. That thing is zippy as hell. It's like I love it. I love it. It's so fun. I'm digging it, and but I'm playing that, it right now. I'm playing through it. That is genuinely one of the best games on PS2. Um, I agree. However. Yeah. Other Simpsons titles are not great. Like, I played the hell out of Simpsons skateboarding. But mm-hmm. when I look at back at it, like, videos online and reviews and all sorts, I'm like, they're right. This did kind of suck in a weird way, that it was really hard to play. And, like, I think it's because I was small and I loved the genre, well, the, the IP, Simpsons, and right. I just push through it there was one time where like it just stopped working yeah it just stopped working one one day and like i couldn't load and i just stopped playing well, i nobody guess nobody likes that no nobody likes that um there was there was another simpsons driving game that came out before hit and run i'm trying to remember what i it played called. that too it was like road ra- i think it was road rage i think it was road, road rage. rage i think it was road rage, it's road rage. so in terms of d- driving feels good oh and that's 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 one thing it's probably my favorite about um okay so my favorite thing about simpsons hit and run is also my favorite thing about grand theft auto which mm-hmm. is the driving feels really good mm. i actually and i'm playing this i mean i'm maybe i'm in a weird headspace here but i like how the e-brake in hit and run feels better than it feels in grand theft auto 5 <laughs> it feels way more satisfying i feel like i'm i you know, go sideways around, drift like you, around corners. You, it's like you better in, you Tokyo in the drift. hit and run than I do. You hit Tokyo yeah. drift mode all of a sudden. It's like, what? Yeah. Why am I doing yeah. the right angle turn? But and it's kind of weird because in uh, it's I think it's you know gas is R two in Grand Theft Auto Five, and then R one is your e brake. So they're kind of like next to each other. And hit and run at least it's uh, it was square for me is the e brake. Um. So I don't know. For some reason, it just did you ever? It felt better. Find the rocket car, not not Bart's car, but the rocket vehicle. Yes, and yes. like you could if you, you hit... destroy it in like five seconds, but it's amazing. Well, I I I guess I must have reloaded every time I destroyed it because I definitely managed to break the game in a big way, going up a ramp and just exiting exiting the the domains of the game because you could Goodbye, hit out of such a high speed that you would just and then you just land in like play-doh land where they haven't textured anything properly <laughs> it's just pure fun it's just pure fun that game thing is what Wait, would be uh, worse is like some it was back then games used to save uh it just when you hit certain locations on the map and it doesn't really regard high i had this problem with halo three that hit a save as i exited a vehicle in midair just before a cutscene. but like in the simpsons i i hit a ramp with the rocket car and went absolutely flying and my reload was in the air on a trajectory to leave the game again (laughs) i see see i thought in that game that you'd had to manually save but maybe maybe you were oh maybe i did that starting a mission or something that that triggered a who knows this was a long time ago i just remember knowing that i had to like abandon and go back a little bit oh yeah well well here's a topic for you too and this is an interesting thing being in uh in the year 2020 
have you gone back recently and played a game where you you have to manually save to 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 make progress? And if you don't, if you close the game, everything you did is gone. Have you have you been across that recently? Are you talking? Um, are we segueing into a roguelike? No, I'm actually I'm just talking about the concept. Um, Doesn't the Risk of Rain one, two it, do that? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm not even segueing. I'm saying just as a concept because I played Dead Rising like a couple months ago, and I I just I thought Xbox 360 game automatically saves. Well, it doesn't. So. I like made a bunch. Of, I played for like an hour and then like loaded it back up after taking a break, and like all my progress was gone. I'm like, oh, you have to walk all the way back to the safe room and save. The last game I played like that, which I just remembered yeah. off the top of my head, was a flash game called I think it was called One Chance, and it's you get one chance to um, to find the cure to save humanity. It's just called One Chance. You can play it on Congregate. You f- need to. You have one chance to find the cure for humanity. And if you fail, um, I don't think it's a cookie. I think it does something else that makes it. Maybe it's a cookie. I don't know. It was a long time oh, ago. I think this is a different concept than what I'm talking about. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like you can't it ever play you. it again. It, like that's the last game I've played where I was just like, if. It like remembers your Mac address of if your I network card or succeed, something. If I don't succeed, then I can no longer play, it. and I I've never hit it again. But that's insane. I really think we should do like another episode on just like flash games, yeah, and just go through. Absolutely. Different- I think we kind of did that with like a Newgrounds, but there are other flash games out there. I say we do an episode, and this would just be for the visual watchers people, but we play them. I think that would be sick. Yeah. That would be, be sick. Fun. I've been mm-hmm. uh, sort of experimenting with the idea that maybe we could do some gameplay stuff on the YouTube channel. Yeah, I think so. Just like little, uh, you know, we play something for like an hour and then edit it down to five minutes. Just like a little quick little something. Throw it in there. A quick little something. Yeah. That Can I talk like about neat, you know? Breath of the Wild a bit? There are, Absolutely. We there, both played the, I've completed that game, so I can I can talk about that with you. So once again, I was jealous of my neighbor because he borrowed it and played it and he got so far, so much further than me and he finished it in the end and I was like, give it back <laughs> so that I pick? could play it. Because like, I, don't, I think I was playing it and then just like university stuff came up and then I stopped playing it and fell off it and then seeing it again, I'm just like, oh my God, I barely even scratched the surface. There are things in that game that are really annoying weapons breaking that's really annoying um Mm -hmm. you can never figure out where you found this specific item for an uh, for a recipe like there's there's just unless you take out your phone or computer and you google it it's really hard to find certain things that you want a recipe for and even then like there's no recipe book um i wish you could just like write notes directly onto the map just be like chilies, bananas. You palm can't. Fruit. You can put icons. You can choose custom icons and put them on the map. So yeah, if you can decide in your head that this, you know, this star means banana, then cool. If you do some, if you do that, you kind of can. But I know there's, but you reserve the icons for more important things. Like there's a boss here. There's here's Hetsu. Don't even get me started about Hetsu. He's a motherfucker to find. <laughs> 
Because yeah, I yeah, that's something you just straight up have to Google. Because I thought the first time you find him and give him his goddamn rackers, he then moves on. So I wasn't looking in the first place I found him. I was looking at all the other places he was supposed to go. Also, just... I don't like when you find his goddamn seeds. I don't know if I should explain. Should I explain? You just yeah, why this not? tree person and or this vegetation person and you need to find these seeds which are under rocks or you complete a puzzle that's not announced as a puzzle but you can clearly see it's some sort of visual puzzle where you're supposed to put something in it or just uh, shooting arrow things and then someone will give you this like golden seed and you spend these seeds to get more inventory space and it is a bit of a chore and what I really don't like is that they don't show up on the map, you find them. But then when you do find them, there's a permanent icon on the map for where you found them. But I don't need to go there again, so why is there an icon? And it, there are so many of them, Max. There are so many. So if you just raid an area finding all of them, which you have to do, because if you want to be able to carry more than, like, ten, 10 weapons, or however many you start with, you just have to do it. And, like, the, the, the town... I get it to some extent. I'll, yeah. I get it to some extent. I'll say, okay, if you're if you're the type of person like I'm going to 100% this game, there are, if I remember correctly, there's like 900 Korok seeds in the game. They mm-hmm. are everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it you you're gonna have to Google them to find them all if you're going to 100%. So, having a record of the ones that you found and being able to compare it against a map online of completed ones, that might be nice. However, you should be able to toggle it off if you are not that kind of sociopath. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm half with you on that. You should be able to toggle that off, though it does have a use. Um, but yeah, that shit's crazy, dude. And they're fun. It's, it's my favorite. I love them because uh, I, the way I played it, at least, and I'm sure the way you're playing it, you stumble upon them um, just randomly. And so basically, for those who, the, the uninitiated, Korok seeds, the puzzles for them are basically just oddities on the ground. I remember the first one I ever saw, and I think mm. they kind of lead you to this one, is there is a circle of like of like 10 rocks just in a perfect circle on the ground. But then there's a single rock in the circle missing, and it's like 10 feet to the side. So there's no instruction, there's no one talking to you, but you see this circle, and you see a single rock missing, you're like, I'm going to pick that rock up and put it down in the circle and complete this circle. I don't even know if it's going to do anything. Nothing in the game has prepped me to think that this is going to do anything, but I want this fucking circle complete. So you do it, and then the little guy goes, woohoo, and he jumps out of nowhere, and he gives you a Korok seed. And so you're like, fuck, I'm glad I did that. And um, and they get they get weirder as the game goes on. And like I said a Here's bit ago, there are 900 sucked. of them. Yeah. There's one sure. that sucked. So I want to just, I want to just, even though I'm probably not like leveled up enough, what sucks is trying to Google stuff that I want to find, not being able to figure out where it is on the map. And I'm not sure if it's because I haven't unlocked the full map or if it's because they've zoomed in on a place that I just can't see. Um, so I just want to unlock the entire map. So that's what I've been trying to do. So I've gotten to the the um, the corner of the world where there are the giant thick Amazonian women. <laughs> and firstly, yeah, the the Gerudo area. Why yep. do all the freaking enemies have fire arrows? Where are they finding them? And how have I gone the entire game with only finding like a handful? Secondly, why arrows so expensive? <laughs> They're so expensive. And the example of a Korok seed puzzle that just drives me insane. I don't know if it's because I haven't perfected the art of 
climbing a wall, jumping off the wall, then getting into a paraglider, which I, I can't realize, I can't, I, why am I not able to do that easily? And also, like, he can't jump away from the wall, he just lets go. And I just want to jump off the wall and get into a paraglider, just so I can get a metal cube that's on the side of a cliff, and the puzzle is at the bottom of the cliff, but not all the way down, so the amount of times I tried to lower this cube down to the puzzle, dropped it, it rolled off the cliff, and I saw it go into the freaking horizon, was just insanity, and I had to do four attempts and reloads just to climb the side of a mountain again, just to jump off and try and paraglide to the platform, to magnet lift the cube and lower it down. Also, the the depth stuff with the magnetism isn't easy, and you can never really quite tell if it's working. It's kind of hard to feel the depth. Yeah, and I see what you're saying. When it goes up for a certain distance, you're like, I don't know exactly. It's not close enough to the ground for me to see a shadow for it's going to land, so what? Why put a that? physics puzzle on the side of a cliff? <laughs> you know, I think therein lies the beauty of the game, too. Uh, sort of tangential the game is so big that i have no idea what you're talking about i don't think i've ever seen that at all yeah it's just good i don't know it's it's a game of chance encounter um i mean it would make sense that you know like i said just within the korok puzzles there's like 900 of them some of them are going to be stupid impossible frustrating want to kill yourself kind of mini puzzles. fair enough so kind of fun i kind of i kind of Respect it. I lost they put some fun. impossible shit in there. Okay, yeah. the wolves yeah. have never been a problem to me, right? Sure. Unless you're sure. in, in like a more enclosed space, like a, a like a path where they can't deviate from the path, then right, they're right. annoying because I tend to use heavy weapons and they're very good at dodging. <laughs> yeah, they are. And I feel yeah, bad because yeah. they're dogs, effectively, in my eyes, and I'm smacking them and eating them once I get their prime raw meat. Their raw prime meat. Delicious. That happens, and you know those enemies that come out of the ground and then spit like a ball of mud at you, or yeah, and they come out of the water sometimes. There's different ones, but there's one for uh, yeah. The ones in the water are octorocks, I believe, and then uh, I can't remember what the scrub. Ones. I think they're Deku scrubs or whatever, or something like that. I forget so, what they're called. Yeah, I want to go for a metal chest because I've dealt with the wolves now, and mm-hmm. as I approach it one of those appear and it's on top of his head and he's carrying it so i have to kill him to get to it now it comes out the ground so then i hit him he he goes flying into terrain and brings the freaking chest with him and dies in a place that i can't reach him (laughs) in the side of a cliff and he's taken the chest with him so that annoyed me and then i got one shot from behind (laughs) Oh my god. Should I tell you where I've I am roughly? There's this thing, one situation. tower. Oh, sure. Yeah. There's this one tower that is bottomless in the desert world. And I'm trying to go around the cliffs to try and reach the top of that, to paraglide to the top of it. It's that area where things have just shifted okay. into a different gear and I'm getting just battered. <laughs> go on. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Shit's wild. Yeah, um... Where was I even going to go with that? I get, you know, it's a game that, uh, it's in much in like Skyrim, I felt like anytime I, f- I had this, you know, that spidey sense that some shit was about to go down, something that I was going to be irreversibly broken because I fucked up. You can, it's a game where you can, the saves are basically save states. Mm. You save 
anywhere you want and you can mm. load it and you're back there. Mm. And so sometimes, you you know, that then it, re- it sort of relies on you to save at opportune times. And, and that's, you know, that shit's tricky. So sometimes you don't do that before a chest disappears into the ground with an octorock or whatever it's called. And that sucks. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. But it's, it's kind of a mysterious game. It's so, um, I don't know. It's so big that you can't just be told everything about it. So you have these weird things happen to you that you didn't even know was in the game that you've never seen a streamer or a friend talk about. It's like, what the fuck is this? Which is kind of cool. I feel like in the age of the internet where everything all the information is available to you it's like the only way to make a game mysterious is to just put so much shit in it that you couldn't possibly have heard about it <laughs> so i mean it's kind of fun it kind of has that quality to it that's nice in a way that yeah. like everyone's experiences because the, the experience is so vast everyone a little bit like skyrim everyone has a different experience based on what they decide to do yeah yeah absolutely so i'm a fan it's good stuff. Did you complete God of War? I did. I completed God of War. And are you sure we haven't talked about that? I guess we haven't, right? No, because like last time yeah. we spoke to you, you were, you were you were about to finish it, but you hadn't quite finished. That's it. right. Okay. Yeah. It's um, it's a it's another game with a good ending. Oh wait, and I'm not we a did person to it, actually. Uh, did okay. I'm yeah. like pretty sure we did. Okay. But like that's good. Yeah. I haven't finished it. I'm just okay. bad at finishing games, Max. They come out so quickly, and I'm so busy. <laughs> I uh, I had a uh, a reason to finish it, which is it was my friend's copy that he's letting me borrow it. Mm. And I've had it for months, and I've started to feel real bad. And I just completed a game I had been addicted to before that, sort of a, uh, a Stardew Valley-type game called Graveyard Keeper. I completed that game. It was a very long game. I maybe wouldn't have committed to completing it if I knew it was going to be that long. But uh, so I completed that. I was I was free. I broke broke out of my graveyard keeper chains, and uh, I jumped into uh, God of War finally. And now I'm out of those chains, so we're good. Now I'm like a super free boy, and I just play Risk of Rain, Two, Delver, Simpsons, Simpsons Hit and Run. Those are my those have been my main three as of late. All three sort of scratch a different itch. I'm I'm a, I'm partial to roguelike games, so I play a lot of those. Mm. Play a lot of those. Love them, love them, love them. You get your what, how, value yeah. for money there. Yeah, for sure. At yeah. the very least, it's a it's a sort of quantitative um, way to see your skill go up. Because if you get better at a roguelike game, you'll know it because you get further mm. or farther or further. I think the word is further. Because we're not talking about a physical distance further. Yeah, great stuff. Do you, well, I guess what's your take on the roguelike games? Do you tend to like them? I do uh, tend what, to like you know, them. How I've, do they hit you? Okay. I've played Rogue Legacy, which is a platformer roguelike, which is a roguelite. I don't want to. I don't care for the distinction, honestly. <laughs> I don't even know what the distinction is. It's fine. Um, but it's like roguish. Shovel Knight is. Is Shovel Knight a roguelike? I don't think so. I think no, it's, it's not. It, none of it's procedurally generated. Yeah, I think it's all deliberately laid out. No, I've made a mistake there. I, as you can imagine, they look Ro- similar. Rogue Legacy no, and Shovel Knight. I played Sorry. very close to each other, but they're not yeah. actually in the same genre. You're right. Um, yeah. They're both two dimensional. 
Is Binding of Isaac roguelike? Yeah, yeah oh, 100%. Everything about it is, yeah. Yeah, I played that for like eight minutes and it made me mad, so I stopped. <laughs> I get that. Which is funny because uh, I really like... Conversely, liked... it's my most played Steam game. Yeah. I really <laughs> I've had liked... a Steam account for like 12 years. I really liked Super Meat, Meat Boy. I have been playing a lot of like smaller games. Like I've been looking back. I went to Newgrounds and I was like looking back at the things I used to play. This mm-hmm. is once again. I think I think we remember stuff nicer than it actually was. Like art made with Adobe Flash was always a bit wobbly. But I oh yeah, I, I kind of think it looks like shit from my current eyeballs. I don't but remember it's, it's, it. You know, looking it's charming. That wobbly. Ever. I remember it being as clean as possible in my in my nostalgic mind. But then you look at it and you're like, huh. And then like I opened up uh it's called Adobe Animate now, but it's basically Adobe Flash. And I was just drawing stuff with the mouse and I was like, This wasn't that hard. <laughs> I was just drawing stuff with the mouse. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I get it. I remember this now. I, I've done that before as well. Um, but now we've moved into like everyone's making games with like Unity, Photoshop, and Illustrator, and things are just of a higher quality. Even though, and a lot of people we were talking about this recently. Uh, I mean, I have a game project I kick around, and I want to get m- more progress with it. Um, it's a pixel art game, and none of the art I've made because pixel art is actually really hard to do. People don't realize how hard it is to be constrained by squares. It's a real pain in the ass. So the I made an enemy. The, the game is called Dino Dungeon. I'm not sure why I'm not saying it. Uh, if you look at my Twitter, you can see that there is progress somewhere there. I tweet a lot, okay? And I uh, just made an enemy, and I pretty much based it off of an, origi- an, an, uh, an existing sprite sheet of one of the playable characters. So basically, I shortcutted pixel art. All I did was fill in different colors and change the shape a little bit. That's fun, though. And uh, I guess, so this is coming from the perspective of someone who has never made a game, never learned the first thing about making a game, or doing pixel art for that matter. I feel like uh, when you start to create a pixel art character, there's a lot of planning that goes involved. You can't just, like, start. I feel like you have to be aware and try your best to think of the most detailed thing on the character and then scale the entire rest of the character based on the smallest detail. Like, well, fuck, I need at least three by three pixels. I need nine pixels to do the detail for this bag on his side. So I need to make the character big enough to have nine pixels to do this bag. See. Or, an, or another way to represent this bag. Because if you start it, right, and then you get to the bag, and you're like, oh, fuck, I can't scale this entire character up. I put these pixels in manually. Oh, shit. I bet that would be tricky. I think I think challenges like that have helped define like different art styles. I'm being like a pixel artist connoisseur now, except for I can't do pixel art save my life, but like I can recognize the process that has to go into things. There's a game called Super Time Force, which is really fun, and it's a pixel art game. I think it's a cappy game, but I'm not quite sure. Um But it's really fun and when you it's a pixel art game and when you see the characters you realise that like they have pixels, but then they have smaller pixels. And I was like, how much planning ahead does that take to intentionally draw bigger pixels and like make it look like it was supposed to be like that in the first place? So that's how they figured out a way to make detail. Like, 
most of the main features are just bigger pixels, and then the small fe- features are like a quarter of the size. And I've I've through I've been experimenting with like Magic of Voxel, and the way they pretty much do that is they draw a rough like of what they want the character to be. And when they realise they don't have enough detail, they pretty much scale it up by four and then just start adding little details here and there. Yeah. Super Time sense. Force looks really nice. Like, it's... it It's... I don't know how to explain it. I think people should just play it. It's really fun. It's really I fun. I somehow have never heard of that. Let me throw it in the Google machine. I hope I'm Super saying... SuperTimeForce.gov Is it called Super Time Force Ultra? No, it's Super. it's called Super Time Force, and then they re-released it as Super Time Force Ultra. There's a, the main okay. character, not the main character, your sergeant, the guy in charge of you. He wears two. Um, uh, what, oh, what do you wear? That looks cool. What do you wear when you're blind in one eye? Eye patch. He wears two eye patches that cross <laughs> over the forehead. It's quite it's quite amusing. You know what I would wear if I was blind in one eye? What? Uh, pants. Pants, because I still have to cover up my legs and ween. Oh, that's smart, yeah. Max. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. It actually doesn't change based on blindness. You still have to wear pants. Has the podcast gone on for so long that we're descending into just gibberish? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe a little bit. Uh, it is who I am as a person, so you know, I think it's going to happen, right? What's your cat's name again? My cat's name is Booger. Tell Booger I'm grateful Booger didn't meow the entire time this time. But I'm sure Booger, he will. He's, the he's next great time. that he did meow the whole time. He's sleeping. I'm going to wake B- him up Booger telling him that, which would be very ironic. <laughs> Cats are difficult creatures. You've got to do things on their terms. And there's no, there's no, <laughs> with a dog, a dog will meet you most of your way. Sometimes you have to meet them halfway. Sometimes you've got to convince them. But with a cat, it's just what they want all the time. And, like, I worked with someone who had to give their cat medicine once. And, my God, did it define the relationship for the rest of his life that that cat hates him from now on because he had to force-feed him medicine. And that means, like, you know, getting an oven glove, taping it, wearing thick a jacket and stuff so you don't get clawed up. <laughs> my, my next-door's neighbour's cat... <laughs> is a house oh, cat God. but this like yeah. every time i come over i can see his little yellow eyes making a, a beeline for the freaking door and being like one of these days i'm gonna get out there and all you and he's he's escaped before he's escaped numerous times <laughs> once i was in london and my girlfriend called me to call next door and tell them that their cat has escaped and she could see it in the garden and i called my friend, I called my next door neighbor i was like so Patsy just called me, and she wants me to tell you that Finu, the fe- the cat is called Finu, is in the garden, and I just hear like rustling of like the mic and him hitting furniture on the way out, because it's like thing is I hear I understand it like other cats are bastards, and some people here shouldn't be allowed to raise kids, let alone some animal with claws and predatory tendencies. And also we have a lot of foxes here. And also we have grey squirrels and grey squirrels are just, they're not native and they're an invasive species. And apparently it's okay to off them, but I, I don't want to. <laughs> and they're mean as well. <laughs> it's, <laughs> have you ever seen a badger? <laughs> yeah, I, um, I almost, I, so I, my, I went to uh, Yellowstone National Park, which is um, either in or near uh, Jackson Hole, 
South Dakota. Um, it's like across the country from me. Uh, my parents were like, here, let's, I'll let you drive a little bit. Um, you know, so you can say you've driven in, in, uh, in Yellowstone National Park where, you know, where the, the biggest water geyser is. It's like, you know, it's like the state park, I feel like, you know, in the country. And, uh, I almost hit a badger, uh, driving. <laughs> those, those things are fast. Holy fuck. It came out of nowhere and went right across the front of my car. And, you know, I've spent most of yeah. my like life living here thinking there are no interesting animals. But basically, we've just integrated wildlife into our normal lives. And like now there are catfish flying out the sea and onto my front door. And The first time I saw a badger, it creeped me because like... I, I was, I, I'd never seen one before and I was actually coming uphill and it was up the hill and I saw this like alligator-like creature on all fours like stomp across the road and it was dark and I was like what the fuck is that and it was then big like I didn't realise how big they can be but yeah I've never seen like a badger in like detail foxes are everywhere do you, um, we have some foxes not so much though we, I was going to ask do you have raccoons up there? raccoons? no we don't oh we die. They, they are weird. They're weirder than you think they are. I mean, I know they are. They're, so they're like really, they're just, uh, what do people call them? They're like trash bandits. Yeah. They're really smart too, which is like the fucked up thing. So like, you know, you will have your trash can put up the, 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 the handle, which is basically the lock for the lid up. So then you'll like wake up the next morning. Your trash will be on the ground, the bag ripped open and little tiny feet prints all over the fucking thing. Like, Oh my God. You're like, they understand like how to open things. Uh, if you, if you're the, if you're the type of person who has an outside cat and you put food outside for the cat, they will, they can walk up to, um, an animal's bowl and scoop up food in their two front legs, basically like hands and walk away on their hind legs. Like a fucking person who scooped up food and has walked away um they're pretty wild and they're very smart and uh very they suck but they're pretty damn adorable too so we have those um if you're driving around at night in like a neighborhood on trash night you'll see them so great great there little is, guys they have like little is, bandit masks on there is an indie dev i i'm trying to remember who it is that um, they make them? Um, they're making a game where you play as like you remember Gang Beasts, Gang Beasts, yeah, and yeah. like it's called an active ragdoll. The way they move and it's sort of physically intuitive. Um, it's a game that I never bought because I don't have like a lot of real life friends to play it with because they didn't make it online. Very oh sad. boy! Yeah. Imagine like Untitled Goose Game, but you play as a trash panda. It there's someone there's someone making that effectively. I'm trying to remember what their name is on Twitter. Um, but yeah, you it's also Untold Kills game is good. It's it's really yes. funny. It's funny to watch, it's funny to play. I think it's called his yeah, it's, um his Twitter is Punches Bears and he's making a trash panda game, which is hilarious to look at. Okay, I hope it's unique enough. Hope it's not like someone who's trying to make the next goat simulator. Remember when people were trying to do that? Mm. And like no one people else's game was are. funny. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's good for YouTube we'll content, say. and that's about that's how you make the sales, really. 
if you can get fucking, I don't know, who's a popular streamer? If you can get Soda Poppin' to play your game, then uh, you're a millionaire. I think we can bring the podcast to a close now. We've mentioned enough games, enough real-life things, and enough terrifying wild animals that are not really that wild and almost domesticated. Yeah, we've covered everything. All, all forms of wildlife. This is the okay, Super Salty well. Podcast. I'm Neil Astrari. My co is Max, Max Wallace. Wallace. Jesus Christ. I had to load it there. It's late. I haven't slept well. Um, hey, it's fine. Our socials are where you expect them to be. Okay? Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. think of the sentences. Do you remember that one hey. time I misspelled my own name? <laughs> or used the name even? <laughs> I, I said Norny <laughs> instead of Nino. <laughs> Norny, Norny, Norny. Happens to the best of us. Um, but also an alternative username if you need it. Goodbye. Bye.